Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually with podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff. You can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com or the Access More app. I tell you what, it was a, it was a great lesson too because I wanted things to be fixed right now. It took months, but you know, you learn to live, you learn to heal, you learn to grow, and then finally you're on the other side and you see that even through the junk, you know, God has a plan. Stories stir the soul. Stories reveal. And stories heal. In this podcast, we will give you an inside look at someone who's had a life-changing breakthrough. Real people, real stories with real breakthroughs. As a health and wellness expert and coach and Todd as a men's mentor, we've seen firsthand what God can do when it comes to a breakthrough. So lean in, listen well, this could be your biggest breakthrough. Hello and welcome to this episode of Your Biggest Breakthrough. I'm your host, Wendy Pett. I'm Todd Ismer. Boy, you sort of sound like a radio announcer when you do oh, that. Oh, do I? I think that's because we have <laughs> a, actually a radio announcer type person who's our guest today. I think you're right. <laughs> you yes. know, we've, we've had, uh, we've actually had several guests on this show that have, uh, that have dealt with loss, uh, generally losing a loved one. And, and they talked about their, their pain of that loss and then what led to their biggest breakthrough. Yeah, that's true. We have had quite a few guests that have come to the podcast with painful stories of loss, but I'm always just so amazed at how God shows up in the midst of their pain. It's just so encouraging all the time. Yeah. I'm thinking about, uh, episode 16 mm. and you wrote that down. Cause I would never remember that by heart, <laughs> but that was, uh, that was with Angela Alexander and uh-huh. wow, she showed this, uh, this like miraculous perspective after the loss of her children. Oh, and then, uh, one of my favorites too, was our friend Clayton in episode 44. He shares about his mom's battle with cancer and how he walked through that whole process with her. Yeah. Those were all just really great shows, but, um, I mean, we've even shared about grieving over our sweet pup yeah. Cody and it, it was tough, but every Every one of these episodes of, of grief and, and pain has really offered breakthroughs and hope. Well, on a today's show, we have a dear friend of ours. Yes, so we do. She's, uh, she's going to join us today. And she's also experienced a loss in her life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here's what's interesting. With that loss, she's really allowed God to open up the door in a very creative way to offer help and healing to others. And we're excited to hear more about that. Yes. Pam Lundell is a 30 plus Twin Cities radio veteran. So we got to put on our radio voice after the sudden death of her husband, John, after a battle with addiction in 2005, Pam was led to 98.5 KTIS, where she also came alongside new widows with the nonprofit widow might Pam is also an in-demand voiceover talent. And after getting remarried in 2014 to Tim, otherwise known as Sparky, uh, she lives in Minnetonka and enjoys what she calls her big fat blended family with four adult bonus kids and three grandchildren, plus a cute little Westie named Lily and a newly rescued Pomeranian, Miss Kitty. Pam was just inducted into the 2021 Minnesota Broadcasting Hall of Fame. Woo! 
and is spearheading a podcast for widows called A Widow's Heart, and it's launching in 2022. And I'm just going to throw this in there. She's obsessed with flamingos. Welcome to the with show. Flamingos? Oh, yes, she is. She's known as Pamingo. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm trying to trademark Pamingo. Yes. Pamingo. Welcome to the show, Pam. Oh, hey. thank you both. This is such an awesome opportunity. I love both of your podcasts, and I'm just honored to be a part of this one. Well, and hey, congrats again yes. on that Hall of Fame. Uh, I just think that's so Much cool deserved. and so deserved. And Isn't that crazy? It is kind of crazy. And especially when, you know, we hear a little bit about your, your radio story and how it all ties in uh, with the loss of your first husband, John. And so I don't want uh, I don't want to give anything away here. No, but before we even tap into how you start in broadcasting and all of that, we really like to hear from our guests and our friends that are guests uh, about their faith breakthrough, their faith walk. Let's start there first. Yeah. Take us back to the beginning of where that started and, and how you got acquainted with God. It's all kind of intertwined with that whole story of John really is where it comes to, to a head to a fruition. Um, but I was born and raised right here in, um, in Minnesota and my whole family, they went all over the United States and I just stayed here and I attended the university of Minnesota. But my parents, we were Missouri Synod Lutheran and I went to church every Sunday when I went into high school, my sister and I would go in and grab a program and then go to Perkins for breakfast and then tell my dad we went to church. <laughs> did I just confess to that? You, yes, well, I think you did. what you did is you just you gave I, people ideas. I hope there are no young people listening. Don't do that. <laughs> but yes, my parents did what they were supposed to do. They brought us up in the word and um, I love them both for that. And I still learn from them as, as role models every day. Um, I got into my twenties after attending the university of Minnesota and was not very well behaved. We're just going to leave it at that. And um, yeah, but always in in my heart and in, in my soul more than my heart, I kept hearing this, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. Come back, come back. And I did in my mid-20s, I found a church with some friends and started attending and it was just like I was back home again. Really good. And and I, I accepted Jesus as my savior at a, a Billy Graham um, big thing at the state fairgrounds when I was in the youth group. I have to go go back to that, you know. So even though how I behaved, I knew Jesus loved me and I was going to heaven, but I wasn't behaving exact, exactly the way I was supposed to be. But then, yeah, in my mid-20s and as my broadcasting career grew, um, I just really became to to know and to love Jesus. I I love the fact that that you were hearing within your you know your inner being, you were hearing God calling you back, inviting you to come mm. back. Oh, that's so precious! Wow. Yeah, it it was true, and I, and I and I knew that, like I said, in my in my soul. Um, and prodigal daughter, you know, just come on back. And um, then I married John, and he had two children from a previous marriage. So that was the beginning of the big fat blended family. Um, and then, you know, John, and I know that we've talked about this before. He died of an accidental drug overdose. We'll just get to that in 2005. And I know that he would gave me permission to share this with people so that it would help them too. You know, mm-hmm. um, he had some uh, addiction problems and I, I started, you know, rolling down this road of trying to manage everybody. And the more I tried to manage, the more out of control the situation got. Mm. We went to church on Sunday 
And then both of us were in radio getting up early in the morning and taking care of the kids. And um, I was doing this, this thing again where I thought I had the answers and I was in control. And then I went to church on Sunday and I didn't understand why it, it wasn't working. And the sicker that John got, and he had um, several different um, treatments that he went into. And I wish I had known about our our brothers and sisters at Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge, because I think that's exactly what he needed. Um, but 30, 30 days in a treatment is just, you know, kind of putting on a Band-Aid and then you rip it off after 30 days when you go out. So um, ultimately, I mean, I think I'm getting, getting, I'd be getting ahead of you guys, but that's kind of flows into my faith story, mm-hmm. you know? Sure, sure. Yeah. Well, and I'm, I'm curious too, um, if, if you've ever, as you look back on the time that you were, you were dealing with the man that you loved, who had this painful addiction and brought pain to everybody. Um, do you, as you look back now, do you, do you see some of that as preparation for how you handled other pains that came your way, other opportunities that God brought you? Because I mean, it's almost like you were in training. Yeah. I, well, you, you hit it. Absolutely. Todd. Um, you know, when John passed away in um, it was August 14th, 2005, it was 16 years ago now. Mm. Um, and, I, and I still share his story because I found him that day. He was so peaceful. And I just, I thought, oh, on TV, they scream, they holler, you know, everything. But I, he was at such peace. And it was right then that the Holy Spirit just grabbed me and lifted me up. And it's not very glamorous. I always say by my armpits. And said, here I am again. That's yeah. powerful. That is very, very powerful. The heart of God, full of love. Because yeah, right, right there. And I just felt the presence of God ever since that moment until, you know, right now I'm very attuned to it and open to him. And he is right there in my heart, right beside me in the car every morning at 430 driving to work. But as and I mentioned, you know, John was so peaceful and it was like, God just said, come home. You know, you've, you've tried it. And that's where I learned too. And I share with so many people that, you know, you can have a physical illness and cancer and addiction and you can get healed here on earth, but many people get healed in heaven. That's so true. I I think about how God is there in the thin places in the, in those places where there's crossover, there's, there's the thin places, but um, just hearing you right now, it makes me have goosebumps and get teary eyed because um, those thin places can be at all times when we yeah. are being still and listening to that still small, quiet voice to, that, that was saying, uh, Pam, I've got you and, and come back to me. So I love that. So as, yeah. as you were walking through that journey, you, you mm-hmm. are already in broadcasting. You're already, um, you know, you've been in broadcasting for how long at that point? Well, for probably 15, 16 years working with John um, at a radio station. We loved, we we absolutely loved it. It was um, when he was in his better days. (laughs) Um, It was KLBB and we played, um, you know, the Rat Pack and Ella Fitzgerald and Harry Connick Jr. And we're taking listeners on trips, sold out trips three times a year. And I just, I thought to myself, we're going to do this until we retire. But where is it in the Bible that says we can make our plans? But God has different plans. Yeah, he, orders yeah. Our steps. he does order our steps. And and after John passed away, um, all of a sudden I was taken care of. It was really amazing. I um, 
had enough um, of a nest egg through my job, then the radio station went off the air. I had pay for four months and insurance. Mm. My mom moved in with me. <laughs> she mm. told my dad, I'm just going to move in. And um, she just, she held me too, you know, as we went through those first years, but our first days and months. And then I had to find a job. And guess where I found a job? At our <laughs> Christian radio listener supported 98.5 KTIS four months after John passed away and um, how John took care of me was my first job was on faith radio because I wasn't ready to do what I do now. And I was still very fresh as a widow and, and grieving. And so many people at John's homegoing service were just like, God's going to use this, Pam. God's going to use this. And you're just like, I want my husband back. Well, you know, <laughs> but, um, you know, famous words for sure. Some people um, listening may remember the voice of your husband, John, because he was the traffic guy on KTIS yes. uh, for quite a few years. And uh, everybody, he, there's something about, I mean, Telling people that traffic is not a glamorous job, but there's something about John. Well, Pam does the and, traffic now, well, but too. But what I'm so saying is, I think she and John <laughs> yeah, kind of collaborate yeah. on this because he, this personality came out and he made it interesting. Yeah, I tell you what, after his his homegoing, yeah, John Lundell, after his homegoing service, um, they we had so many emails. I mean, I it's this thick of wow. people just saying he was like a friend. He was like a neighbor. I just felt like he was a friend. And mm. so, yeah, amazing. Um, so then I started working here in 2005, it was December, and then on KTIS um, after that. But um, it was also amazing is he was inducted into the Minnesota Broadcasting Hall of Fame in 2009, posthumously. Is that how you say it? Posthumously, <laughs> yes, yes. After he went to heaven. So I got to go accept his award. And I thought, what an honor. And then to find out, you know, so many years later that I also... Um, you know, it was inducted as it was, was pretty cool. Yeah. That is so beautiful. God is in all the details, Pam, and especially uh, being placed there at KTIS. He knew, he, he, mm -hmm. he knew your heart and he knew that this was exactly where you to be, are to be, because not only are you incredible at broadcasting, but you have such a compassionate, loving heart. And so those that you're, you're ministering mm -hmm. to over the air, he, he just knew, he knew all this before. And so as, as you went through this pain with John, I, I love how God um, really opened up the door of opportunity for you to take your grief and 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 use it as a tool to help others through theirs. And so let's yeah. talk a little bit about that open door and how that started. Well, you know, and again, um, like I said, standing next to John's casket, you know, God's going to use this. And at that point, you just you don't want to hear that. Right. Um, and I just have to tell you a quick, a quick aside too. When we were at um, at Lakewood Cemetery um, afterwards, and everyone had left, I was standing there um, as they were lowering the casket. This just sounds so, you know, kind of creepy, but you know, it just it's real. It's really what you know what happened. Mm -hmm. And I was standing with um, uh, someone from the Alban Funeral Home, and that's a ministry that they have there. They just treated me like a daughter. I mean, it was so amazing. And mm -hmm. I said, it just seems so silly, you know, to, to spend so much money on a piece of furniture and bury it in the earth. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that about you, Pam. You're very real. And uh, this yeah, okay. German fella all right, all right, let's, that's frugal. Really let's keep going. Where, where did your head, where did your head go next? <laughs> so no, let me tell you. So he, he said, he's, I mentioned, I mentioned it. I said, it just seems so weird because John's not there. And he said, yeah, he said, 
the shells in there, but the nuts in heaven. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's hilarious. And and I tell that when I speak to groups too, and then it's like, do we laugh? Do we laugh? And I'm like, yes, you laugh, you know, Uh, because John's in heaven. That keeps it real. But after, yeah, and in answer to your question, so then I started working here and, and what happened was I just noticed through email, social media, even phone calls, widows started calling me and saying, if you can do this, I can do this. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I see. I get it. I get it now. Um, and it became kind of the, the club no one wanted to be a member of, but I met so many widows from the 35W bridge collapse to mm. um, people whose husband died of illnesses and accidents. And it's like a sacred club. And I know the details, you know, because they can't talk about this with anybody else. Um, then I was contacted by a wonderful um, man who was um, launching a nonprofit for widows and asked me to get some of these ladies together. We did. And it was happened to be, of all things, Valentine's Day. So we got there at this hotel and they had candy and flowers for us. And we were all crying and blubbering and, you know, because no one had given us, you know, flowers and candy on Valentine's day for, for a while. But that was the, um, that was the start of widow might, which is the nonprofit that I still am a part of. And um, just, I just have a heart for widows and I'm, I'm fine. I got remarried, you know, um, seven years ago, but I just remember that. You know, yeah. So you say you're fine, and I know, and I know you are because we know you personally. But I, I I'm think fine. Leave you're me fine. alone. <laughs> Stop talking about it. No, but here's the question, though. So as you are are um, ministering and and loving on these other widows that are are grieving, does it ever um, um, keep your own grief alive at some level, or does? It- well, yeah. I mean, that's. That's the part. And I, and I just want to make it clear because in widow might, there are, there are four cornerstones to live and that to live means to live moment by moment. Where's your next breath come from? Because I mean, I kept looking for John out the window, you know, and mm. thinking he would come home to heal, you know, just getting through and then to heal, to grow and then to thrive. Mm. I'm thriving. Yes, but again, is. I go back to my heart is for widows, but there are some things that I go through um, and I tell people too, no matter, you know, what, what your grief is, if it's slowing you down and it's stopping you from living, then you need to find help. Yes. Yes. What I love about, uh, widow's might and the, those four sort of overriding principles you just, you just mentioned is that that's applicable to just about any kind of loss, Amen. right? Mm-hmm. Because people are, grief are grief. grieving through other sorts of losses. And do you, do you find that that's, when you encounter somebody who's just lost a job or they've lost a relationship with someone that they thought they were going to get married to or whatever, are you able to sort of tap into that in that respect and, and walk well, them through? Without, without naming names. Um, you know, I went through something recently <laughs> in my life where um, it was a, it was a fraud situation with, and I tell you what, freeze all of your accounts and make sure you know what's going on with your credit score. Cause I was oblivious. <laughs> I was oblivious until um, it was a pretty, pretty shaky kind of thing that came on. And it was, it was someone that I knew, mm-hmm. um, and just to have to go through that, um, it felt the same. It felt the same. It felt like, you know, losing, losing trust, losing, you know, whatever, and then trying to get through each day. And then I tell you what, it was, a, it was a great lesson too, because I wanted things to be fixed right now, mm-hmm. you know, right now. 
it took months. It took months. Um, but you know, you learn to live, you learn to heal, um, you learn to grow. And then finally you're on the other side and you see that even through the junk, you know, God has a plan. So even through the grief, wouldn't you say that, um, there's also a forgiveness piece while you're grieving? Like, Oh, Wendy, yes. Yeah. It's so parallel with you. Yes. yes. That's so good. Um, thank you for that. Um, I, I mentioned that I had to go to, um, I found a Christian therapist six months after John died, after I got through the shock and the fog, because I always thought he would get better here right. on earth, you know? Um, so I found this wonderful therapist who said two powerful things to me. And one of them is, and this pertains to an, any other situation that's very difficult, but for what happened um, with my late husband was you have to forgive John. Mm-hmm. And I never thought that. I, I was kind of mad at myself that I was angry because he died, you know, right. um, you have to forgive John. And the other thing was so great is you can love him, but you can hate the addict. Mm-hmm. And that just changed my whole perspective is like the sun came out and the clouds parted. Mm-hmm. It's like loving yeah. the, the sinner, but not the sin kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's cool about it, that's mm-hmm. the kind of breakthrough that led to freedom mm-hmm. and, uh, and allowed you to not just handle that, but to thrive from it. Like, which is the fourth thing that you mentioned that widows might uh, teaches. Um, lots help of times, others do the same. Yeah. And help mm-hmm. others do the same. Exactly. Yeah. So a lot of times people associate grief and loss with something very negative. And we all understand why that is because nobody wants pain or enjoys pain. So from that standpoint, we we get it. But it seems like the processes you've been through and what you're teaching um, brings out the positive parts of what can happen through loss and through grief and through pain. And this way that God can open up opportunities like he did for you now to, to comfort so many others but how how does that person right now who's maybe just just a short distance from recent loss and grief how do they start to focus in on the positive things that can come the opportunities that god might open up any advice or suggestions that you can give um you know so many things are running through my mind i mean first of all you know we grieve we don't grieve like others grieve um that is the one part that you really you really have to grab onto your faith and i pray that if if someone is going through something like that right now, it's not all roses and unicorns, as they say. It's very tough and it's very real. But um, my goodness, I mean, the faith that we have in Jesus and that we have a home. This is our temporary home, as Billy Graham said. We're just passing through. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it's such a almost a joyful thing. Um, but I would I would just say you know, reach out. If you know someone who's going through a a tough loss, call them up and say, I'm going to take you out for coffee. I'm going to take you out for dinner tomorrow night, do something, make a plan and say, when don't ask them and say, what can I do for you? Can I do that? You got to give them a date and a time because they're a little frazzled. That that is actually a really good word, Pam, because I think so often people say, Hey, let me know if I can do something for you. And you're like, okay. You know, so I think that is a good, uh, wise uh, statement right there. Give them a date and a time and and let them know how you're going to help them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Also, someone, and I didn't realize it until about six months later, this one, oh, I love this one. Um, A friend of mine wrote a note, sent a card on the 14th of every month for the first year after John died. 
And that was on the anniversary of his home going, I shall say, and not his death, you know? Mm. Um, And I realized that Cheryl had been sending me these for a year and just something about John or just as something to cheer up my day. You know, maybe there was a gift card in there for $5 for a cup of coffee or something like that. But it was really fun to get some, I call it mailbox love. I love that. That's yeah, a, I, that's I a love great that idea. too. So, yeah, like love bombs, love mailbox, love. Like I love that. So you can, uh, as you're going through your own grieving or on the other side of it, start to take some very positive initiative and in reaching out to others. And you've given some great ideas. Yeah, uh, and I, th- that, I wonder if that doesn't even accelerate our own healing and give God greater opportunities to use us for the good of others. Oh, it sure does. You know, Widowmite, um, and again, it's widow widowmite.org is the name of this um, nonprofit that I am a um, board member, board member emeritus or something, I guess is my official title ambassador for Widowmite Um, coming up um, in mid November. We always have something called Novembering and it's where we all get together. We have a speaker, we light a candle. We remember our husbands, no matter how long it's been, we laugh, we cry though. It's a widow connect group um, that have formed all over the Metro. And because of the pandemic, People have been joining it from across the nation and around the world. Um, And that's one thing that women do that's great is we talk and we laugh and we cry together and lift each other up. So that's a very important part of it, too, of that recovery. I think that's beautiful. It really is. And as we are in this month of November, um, it's just such a reminder that those little love notes and and whether or not someone has dealt with a a loss or not in their their life, those love notes... uh, are, are, are something that can bring someone some new joy and some newfound gratitude. And yeah, I think that's just a great message for right now. So um, I'm curious about, you know, your big fat blended family. So <laughs> <laughs> because, um, you know, families are air quotes, uh, interesting, uh, yes. the dynamics it can be. Yeah. So how, how has this been for you? How have the relationships been? Have there been any, you know, interesting dynamics or, has it been um, pretty seamless? Yes. Um, and in the intro, you said where she enjoys her big BFBF, big fat blended family. I would use the term enjoy loosely. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's been really interesting. Um, I, I don't, I did not give birth to any children, but I always, I, good, good subject matter because um, I have three grandchildren. I have four bonus kids. Um, now that I remarried Tim, it's, and it's just a revolving door in and out and in and out and problems arise and we have a lot of fun and another problem arises and, you know, you, you just do life. But I actually had a friend who, who said to me, well, you don't have any kids, so you don't know what it's, what it's like. Oh, wow. And I, and I love her and I don't think she knew what she said, you know, because, I have managed families and kids and heartaches and peak of the mountaintops and in the valleys and everything, just like, just like any other family. Um, And you have to kind of trod the road a little, even more carefully, um, I think. So maybe maybe in that description, we'll rewrite it instead of enjoy, we'll put endure. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Because I I don't think some people who, who, who have never experienced a blended family, um, 
kind of think like it's really a lot harder to have your nucleus family than it is to have a blended family. Those of us who've experienced blended families know that that is just not true. Both are incredibly challenging, but there's even more challenges that come when you're doing your very best to let God love through you someone else's children and to really begin to see them as your own children. But yeah. it takes a lot of love and a lot of patience. I tell you, you know me well. <laughs> no, you, you actually do. You're so gracious and you're so compassionate and loving and, wow. and you're just always there. You're there for those that, that are yeah. in need and it's beautiful. Oh, you are so sweet. I, I learned from you guys, let me tell oh, you. please. But you know, back on, on, the, on the blended family thing too, and I think it's really important. What did I hear once? I think it was an advertisement for a divorce lawyer who said, once you have children, um, your life is their childhood. It's not about you anymore. Mm. Um, and, and I thought that was so, so important because so many um, families in that situation are like, well, not my kid, not this, whatever. But then also the other thing I wanted to highlight too was um, if the, if the exes are living, I mean, try to tolerate them mm-hmm. just, and, and I can speak from experience that there was no communication for quite some time from the other side. And now I've gotten to know, um, an ex-wife who's wonderful. Mm. And it, it took a couple of years, but it's like for the kids and for the family, I don't care if they're 40 or if they're four, um, we're going to spend Thanksgiving together. And That's it's really cool. super nice. I mean, they don't have to go to five different places. I'm not saying it works for everyone. Everyone's situation is unique, but I'm glad it worked out that way. You know, I'm just, again, I'm thinking about as I'm hearing about blended family and some of the challenges and uh, about losing loved ones and going through grief, you know, all of it has the same common denominator of pain. And yes. it, it, mm-hmm. it, it takes something special to have a, a perspective and even an expectation that there are positive things that can come from that. And this is what we see you have been very intentional about, Pam, even in, in the in the recent uh, financial challenge to work hard, to maintain a good perspective and to see some positive opportunities that could arise from it. And to seek counsel. And, and to, uh-huh. Yes, and to seek counsel. But, but, but it also reminds me of what you said earlier, hearing God say, I'm here, I'm here, like right yes. now for you. So in the midst of whatever you go through, he's there. But I wanted to ask you, is there any other, re- I know you go to the Lord often with all of this. Are there any other resources that sort of your, your go-to that you find yourself um, you know, heading towards when you hit a challenge? You know, I, I have a lot of um, friends who what I even would say are accountability partners that I can tell, say anything to them. Um, I think one of them would be Wendy, <laughs> mm, you know, with, with, with wonderful, you know, godly advice um, and, and, and things like that. So surround yourself with people like that. Um, every day because, you know, I get up at four 30, my alarm goes off still. And I love to go to work. My, um, my car is my prayer closet on the way through the Lowry tunnel every I day. And I just, I find myself with the radio on. It's like, turn the radio off, even if it's KTIS and let's have a conversation. And I talk out loud. I pray out loud. Mm. And even with my big fat blended family, there's too much to pray about. I'm like, you know, you know, (laughs) you've got this, but constantly recentering all of us through whatever we go through. There's that tug of war. Um, Satan doesn't care about people who don't know Jesus because he's got him already. Mm. He wants you. Um, And you just have to go back, go back, go back to God, go back to Jesus. Every day you've got to 
get in the word a little bit, you know, a little bit, even if it's, I subscribe to day spring daily devotions and love Jesus calling, but just do it. Radio personality. Pastor and a little bit of a preacher. Yes, yes, she is. Yes. Now I love that, Pam, because it, you do every day, and sometimes every hour, sometimes every minute of every hour, you need to mm-hmm. go back. You need to go back because depending on where someone is in life and the struggles you're de- dealing with, they just need to hear the, hear God's truth and know that He's there, that He's got you. So, um, yeah, I just, I just love everything that you stand for, Pam, and you are an overcomer and you are an encourager and you inspire so many people. You inspire us big time. And I just, I just love you. Yeah. I was going to just leave you with this one thing too. I think I saw it on a chalkboard art somewhere. If it's worth worrying about, it's worth praying about. Oh, that's good. Yes. So. So good. It reminds me of what my grandma used to say all the time. She said, <laughs> I said, grandma, stop worrying. She said, I never worry. Then she'd spend the night on her you know, knees uh, in prayer. <laughs> that's what, that's what or like your mom says, I don't worry. Yeah. I'm just concerned. I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Pam, I've got, I've got two last things for you. One is uh, I want you to think for just a moment about a word or a phrase that might sum up the entirety of who you are. A word or a phrase. Mm-hmm. Um, overflowing, I would say. Ooh, that's now, a good one. And I, because I, I thought, okay, do a quick Pam. Let's come up with something. But I'm always like, I cry when people win on the prices right. I mean, at the Folgers commercials, I'm, I'm just one of these people who's God's given a lot of empathy and a lot of emotion and stuff too. So it always feels like I'm doing that. And even at KTIS, when we hear these stories from listeners and what God's done in their lives, I always say, I have to take a heart break, not like my heart's broken, but my heart is so full, you know, so overflowing. I love that. And um, yeah, you are overflowing and, and sometimes you need that, that to be filled back up because you are giving (laughs) so much of your emotions and energy out. But um, what, as we go through this last question, it's a fun one. Um, What would be something that maybe someone doesn't know about Pam Lundell? Maybe it's a hidden talent or a gift or just something. Maybe you like to play the harmonica. I don't know. What is it that Pam does that maybe we want to know. Inquiring minds want to know. I can write backwards. What? Oh, like, what do you mean? Yes. Like, like cursive? Okay. What do you mean? Really? Like you Let can work see. at Macaroni you Grill on the table and write upside down and backwards. <laughs> okay. So right now I think this should work here. I'm, I'm writing my name. I'm wondering why. Okay. Why? Backwards. Yeah. Why? Now, what, does this look like my name? Uh, say Pam yeah, Lundell? actually I see okay, that. That's now I just amazing. wrote it backwards so you can see it forwards. Oh, we actually see it actually, backwards. Actually, we see it backwards. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, so you, if you put it in a mirror, yeah, uh-huh. then, you can, then you can see okay, it. Okay, now why, why did you uh, and how? And how I did mean, you know the, that you had that talent? What was the deal on that? <laughs> well, I, when I was in grade school, I figured I could do it. Well, I'm left I'm handed when I eat and, um, and yeah, when I eat and write, and then right handed everything else. Oh, and I was dexterous. Yeah, it not really because isn't ambidextrous mean you can do it both? Yeah. Well, I, I thought so, but and all sports are right-handed. Oh, I I, I, I couldn't use a left-handed baseball glove. Um, so I, I would write letters to friends in grade school backwards, and then we'd hold it up in front of the mirror. Um, and then I was in a I have normal psychology class. Feature that when they talked about this, it's called mirror writing, and it's a form of dyslexia. But um, 
I would say I'm a little bit dyslexic, but I always got A's and I got scholarships and stuff like that. But that's that I'm trying. I, I'm trying to do my name backwards. It's I, not I working even out know. so well. No, you, you start with the last letter to the right, and you go to the left, the yeah. other direction. You go. You go yeah. this. Yeah. Hey, no way. Wow. Blundell. Okay. Okay. Right. That's actually, cool. I would like no. just about five minutes inside your brain just to look around a little bit. Oh my <laughs> goodness. She's going to start teaching classes on how to write backwards. Oh, that is that's fascinating. Right. Okay, yeah. good. That's, that's something good to know. Maybe something good to try at home. Yeah. Ta-da! Awesome. Pam, thank you so much for sharing your heart with us yes. and always being such an encouraging voice and, and being there for, mm. for so many that, that need to hear from you and, and that you help them guide through their grief. And so just, we love you. Thank you. And may God bless everything that he's doing in and through you. I know that there is a podcast that is in the works. Um, do you want to share a little bit about that before we go? Well, I would just say, you know, coming soon and, um, yes, it's called a widow's heart Mm -hmm. and I've got a lot of great guests and stuff that are coming on and we hope to continue to help people to live, heal, grow, and thrive. Mm, beautiful. I love it. You can stay in touch with Pam, follow her on social media. She's everywhere. And uh, <laughs> if you have a chance, you can stream KTIS uh, right. and here on KTIS uh, FM as well. That's right. So thank you so much, Pam. And thank you all for tuning in to your biggest breakthrough. We will catch you next time. Same time, same place. So glad you could join us today. And you'll find a new episode every Tuesday on your favorite podcast platform. And if you've been encouraged by listening or viewing, would you just take a moment and give us a five-star rating and a quick review? That'd be so awesome. Yeah, and also please share this with your friends and loved ones. If you have comments or questions, or if you're looking for an advertising opportunity, please get in touch with us at yourbiggestbreakthrough.com. Or if you'd like to optimize your health and wellness, you can work directly with Wendy. Go to wendypat.com. Or if you're a guy and you're interested in mentoring and coaching, go to toddisburner.com. We look forward to having you join us on our next episode of Your Biggest Breakthrough.